Day 2 of Totus Tuus' Novena for Christmas With quotes from Pope Benedict XVI's encyclical Deus Caritas Est What does the path of ascent and purification entail? How might love be experienced so that it can fully realise its human and divine promise? Here we can find a first important indication in the Song of Songs, an Old Testament book well known to the mystics. According to the interpretation generally held today, the poems contained in this book were originally love songs, perhaps intended for a Jewish wedding feast and meant to exalt conjugal love. In this context, it is highly instructive to note that in the course of the book, Two different Hebrew words are used to indicate love. First there is the word dodim, a plural form suggesting a love that is still insecure, indeterminate and searching. This comes to be replaced by the word ahaba, which the Greek version of the Old Testament translates with a similar sounding agape, which becomes the typical expression for the biblical notion of love. By contrast with an indeterminate, searching love, this word expresses the experience of a love which involves a real discovery of the other, moving beyond the selfish character that prevailed earlier. Love now becomes concern and care for the other. No longer is it self-seeking, a sinking in the intoxication of happiness. Instead, it seeks the good of the beloved, it becomes renunciation, and it is ready and even willing for sacrifice. It is part of love's growth towards higher levels and inward purification that it now seeks to become definitive, and it does so in a twofold sense, both in the sense of exclusivity, this particular person alone, and in the sense of being forever. Love embraces the whole of existence in each of its dimensions, including the dimension of time. It could hardly be otherwise, since its promise looks towards its definitive goal. Love looks to the eternal. Love is indeed ecstasy, not in the sense of a moment of intoxication, but rather as a journey, an ongoing exodus out of the closed inward-looking self, towards its liberation through self-giving, and thus towards authentic self-discovery, and indeed the discovery of God. Whoever seeks to gain his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it, as Jesus says throughout the Gospels. In these words, Jesus portrays his own path which leads through the cross to the resurrection. The path of the grain of wheat that falls to the ground and dies, and in this way bears much fruit. Starting from the depths of his own sacrifice, and of the love that reaches fulfillment therein, he also portrays in these words the essence of love, and indeed of human life itself. Eros and Agape, ascending love and ascending love, can never be completely separated. 
the more the two, in their different aspects, find a proper unity in the one reality of love, the more the true nature of love in general is realized. Even if Eros is at first mainly covetous and ascending, a fascination for the great promise of happiness, in drawing near to the other, it is less and less concerned with itself, increasingly seeks the happiness of the other, is concerned more and more with the beloved, bestows itself and wants to be there for the other. The element of agape thus enters into this love, for otherwise Eros is impoverished and even loses its own nature. On the other hand, man cannot live by oblative descending love alone. He cannot always give, he must also receive. Anyone who wishes to give love must also receive love as a gift. Certainly, as the Lord tells us, one can become a source from which rivers of living water flow. Yet to become such a source, one must constantly drink anew from the original source, which is Jesus Christ, from whose pierced heart flows the love of God. In the account of Jacob's ladder, the fathers of the church saw this inseparable connection between ascending and ascending love, between Eros, which seeks God, and Agape, which passes on the gift received, symbolized in various ways. In that biblical passage, we read how the patriarch Jacob saw in a dream, above the stone which was his pillow, a ladder reaching up to heaven on which the angels of God were ascending and descending. A particularly striking interpretation of this vision is presented by Pope Gregory the Great in his pastoral rule. He tells us that the good pastor must be rooted in contemplation. Only in this way will he be able to take upon himself the needs of others and make them his own. Let us pray. Hail Mary, Mother of God, you have given the world its true light, Jesus, your Son, the Son of God. You abandoned yourself completely to God's call and thus became a wellspring of the goodness which flows forth from him. Show us Jesus. Lead us to him. Teach us to know and love him, so that we too can become capable of true love, and be fountains of living water in the midst of a thirsting world. Amen. <laughs>